Welcome, my fellow humans, to another episode of the Healthy Happy Human Podcast, the show where I teach you how to live healthy, be happy, and lead an all-around full and fulfilled life. With new episodes each and every week, I bring you industry-leading experts, thought leaders, and all-around brilliant minds on topics ranging from mindset to nutrition to habit building to fitness and more. My goal is to help you get from where you are to where you want to be in life. I'm happy to have you here. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Happy Human podcast. I am here with Dr. Ryan DeBell. Uh, Dr. Ryan DeBell is an amazing human, a super smart guy. He is an inventor, an entrepreneur. Uh, he runs the Movement Fix and a ton of other good things that we're going to get into today. So I'd like to welcome you. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me. How are you doing today? Hey, Paul. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm doing great. I love what it, it's healthy, happy. Healthy, happy human. That's it. A healthy, happy human. That's a great, that's a great human. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's uh, hard though. It's hard to be healthy and happy all, all the time. It is hard, you know, and that is the whole point of this podcast is to explain. That's my whole thing is that it's hard, but it's worth it. That, that's really like everything that I'm about is that like all of this stuff is if it was easy, I, I wish it could be easier. You know, I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, I wish there was, I wish I had an easy answer for you and just how to live a healthy, happy life. Unfortunately, uh, it is a struggle, but I think that it's well worth the effort all the time. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's simple, right? It's simple. Do your best to be healthy and do your best to be happy. But I think <clears throat> just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy to do or necessarily clear how to do it. Yes. That. And, and the underlying reasons of why you're not happy or why you are physically or mentally unhealthy. Yes. You 100%. Know? I mean, that right there sums up a lot of things. It's simple, but it is <laughs> right like that, yeah. you know, and <laughs> that's a metaphor. I always say that all of this stuff is a metaphor for life and life is a metaphor. You know, it's, you could say the same thing about business. You could say the same thing about uh, relationships. You know, it's, it's all, it's all the same kind of, and it's, it's part of the struggle. So I actually uh, will start right there. Cause I kind of like where you were going with that. So what do you think like, health is you know you're you are a, a doctor a physical therapist you don't, I don't you don't, don't practice anymore but i know that you are a doctor of physical therapy among many other things so how do you feel what, what would you describe someone as healthy well um my doctorate's actually in chiropractic, oh, medicine. chiropractic. okay sorry. yeah um and uh just so the record shows <laughs> clearly um shows how so much what is so the question is what is what does it mean to be healthy? Yeah. What do you, how do you, you know, what is health to you? What do you think, you know? Gosh, that's a great question. And I've never spent time actually thinking about a clear definition of health. So I will try to conclude something given that I've not done this before. So that's, I think that's a great exercise mentally. How would one define health? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I, I know because I think, I mean, I don't know. I think about this a lot because that's, again, the whole point of this podcast. So I've like, I've tried to think about it myself and I've spent entire podcast episodes discussing it and I don't, I don't have a good answer myself. So I'm, I am interested in, you know, just, you can just say it, whatever you feel. I think that, <clears throat> I think with a human being, it's more complicated, but the principle 
would be the same for life that if if you were to look at life as one, like there's life and then humans are one expression of life mm-hmm. let's start let's start with that just like there's you know there's life outside my window there's plants and there's birds and there's stuff mm-hmm. so what is health i think health is when you have an unobstructed and full expression of life understanding that that life starts and that life ends and if something gets in the way of the ability to fully express that life physically mentally emotionally spiritually i think that's unhealthy when there's a block in the expression and i think that should essentially happen until we physically die so for example if i um if i have some anxiety issues or depression issues that you know i'm dealing with or struggling with that's preventing me from having full mental growth and expression right because now there's like this there's a, a blockage by that because i don't think that you can fully flourish if you are dealing with that kind of negativity just like if you looked at a tree and you put it inside of a <clears throat> if you put it inside of a box i mean it would probably break through that but what if you tied it a certain way, right? Now you're affecting sort of the, 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 the way that that life is growing. Or if it got a disease, it couldn't fully grow like the way that it should grow. And so I think it would be that anything that blocks the uh, natural flourishing of a human. Awesome. I love that. That, love that. That, 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 that requires like, you know, you to really think about what does it mean to flourish yes. as a human? And so I think that that goes deeper. So physically... I think, I think the physical is the most obvious and clear one to do. And to me, it means being free of disease processes mm-hmm. and free of pain with moving your body. So you should have full pain-free range of motion of all your joints. You should be able to move in all directions without pain, in my opinion. Um, and you shouldn't have... Uh, if you're being, you know, if you're fully healthy, I think that um, you should be free of disease processes or moving in the direction of disease process, which is essentially when, you know, something's malfunctioning. And then mentally the same way, right? If you're stuck in a state and you can't continue to expand your conscious awareness or your intellectual abilities or your emotional awareness or control, um, I think that's a problem as well. Yeah, sure. I love that. I 100% love that. And that goes into, again, why I you know named the podcast Healthy, Happy Human, because all three of those things are related. And just like you said, there is health outside of the human organism and being a healthy human means something different than just purely health. But I love that you used uh, full, a full life, right? Because that, that's really where I'm going with this. And, and that's my uh, whole thing is that like, I think that, people use one definition of health to be like free from disease or free from mat, you know, uh, I, I don't have a broken leg, so my legs are healthy. But I think that that's just like such a low bar that people set that it, that is not living a full life to me. So what I'm trying to do is to get people to understand that, that, that yes, we can be not unhealthy, like we cannot have a, a heart disease, but there's a lot of health that we're still leaving on the table uh, with, if that's our, the only thing that we think of health as. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because there's, you know, there's certain limits to physical health. Like how, how 
how do you, well, I want to put this a different way. I think, you know, let's say, let's say you, you have more body fat than you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that oftentimes people, um, you know, you go, you go work out. Why are you working out? Are you working out to be healthy or are you working out to not be fat? Mm-hmm. And right there is a dramatic difference. Are you doing the things in your life to avoid the, the negative part of it? So you're actually, your actions are not trying to grow. They're to avoid things that you don't want. So I'm going to work out because I want to be healthy. But deep down, you're like, oh, but I'm really trying to not be fat. Or financially, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, do really, be really successful or whatever. Um, or are you just trying to not run out of money and not go broke? Are you actually trying to, so there's a big difference between growing and trying to not die. Yes. Essentially in these different areas. And so then how do you, how do you figure out the physical human body that we have? How are you figuring out, is it growing or um, is it, uh, am I like essentially just trying to not die? Right. Which is what you're saying with like, I could just not have any knee pain or hip pain, but is that really growth or health? So then I guess it depends on how you really define and think about what is physical human health. And then how do you move towards that? Because like at some point, can you really get healthier? Mm -hmm. Like the physical body will die, Mm -hmm. which means that it will break down over time. So I think that there's a difference of, you know, when people go to get a medical treatment, a lot of times they're trying to treat a disease to make the disease go away. That's different than somebody trying to be healthy and just absolutely move in the opposite direction, right? And so I think we have to make sure that first we're not avoiding ill health, but rather trying to be healthy. And so then it gets a little tricky, right? Because it's like, what does that mean? Does that mean you should do strength training? And then if you're getting weaker, you're getting unhealthier. Or if you're running and your goal is running and now you can't run a 5k as fast, does that mean you're getting unhealthier? So I think that becomes challenging uh, or like, Oh, my body fat percentage is this. And now it went up a little bit. Is that me getting unhealthier? So how do we, how do we really grow in a body towards health when it inevitably will die? And I think that that's a really challenging question. Um, which, which to me is why you need to have goals for yourself of like, what do you want out of your body? So for example, having full pain-free range of motion in your joints, being able to run for some amount of time or walk for some amount of time or lift a certain amount of weight. I mean, I think that a lot of those are subjective. And so it becomes kind of quite challenging actually when you try to dig into it. Because yeah. um, at some point, right, if you're like, well, I'm going to be fitter and run faster each day. Well, at some point you're not going to be able to do that because at some point your body will break down but i guess maybe you try to peak at like the age of 80 or 90 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean so. that's kind of the way i'm trying to go is like i want to be healthier when i'm 50 than i was when i was 20 for example yep um and what does that mean like i mean like i want to have more muscle mass and i want to be able to run faster and i want to be able to lift more weight um, but i know that at some point that can't continue right yeah well i think that it's like I, exactly that that's i have the same exact goals so there's just to be better as I age as opposed to being uh, as opposed to being worse and I think that that's a, a, a excellent point 
that I think people need to understand is I think a lot of people who aren't in the fitness world, like you are, you do this professionally. I do this professionally. A lot of people assume that as you age, you inherently get worse. And I think that that is the opposite of the case. And it shouldn't be like a, a foregone conclusion that is just like, Oh, well, I'm getting older. Obviously I can't run like I used to, or obviously I can't lift like I used to. I think that, I think it, at some point it must decrease, but I think that that point is way older than we think. Yeah. Um, but, but I also think like as a, being a healthy, happy human, I think that at some point, you know, doing your training physically, uh, should be, well, I shouldn't say should <laughs> doing your fit, doing your train, your physical training or working on your physical self at some point there is, you know, there are other areas of you that you may be ignoring at by focusing just on your physical health, right? Because as you get older, your physical health can't get as high as when your hormones are the way they are when you're 20 or 30. Um, like it just doesn't at, yeah. like when you're 80, like that's just going to drop off, but your mental and your spiritual self and your emotional self and those parts of you, I think can grow despite the aging of the physical body. And so part of the part of doing the physical stuff is to get, make sure that you don't have physical problems with your body that are blocking you from fully expressing your life in all the different ways. Yeah. So training should keep you strong and healthy and able to move so that your body is not an obstacle for you. Yeah, for sure. You're, you know, I look at the, the body as just like this, you know, like the, like your, your meat suit, you know, and like, it is just the, the vessel for your brain. So I want to be able to do all those things. So my goal is always just quality of life, you know, for, for me and for anyone that I work with, it's not about, uh, you know, anyone again, like I want to be able to, I want people to lift more now than they did before, because I know that if a strong body is a resilient body, but it's not about the number. It's not about, Oh, like a three fifteen squat. I like that. It's not about that. It's just that I know a, a body with more muscle mass is more resilient to injury. It's more likely to be able to, to, to walk for a longer time. It's more likely to be able to fall and not have a, have a break a hip or, or whatever the thing is that we're doing. So I, it goes back to what you just said about goal setting and being realistic. Like, yes, I don't think that, you know, obviously at a certain point there is realities of what's going to happen to our body as we age, but I'm not looking again. That's why it's so hard to, I'm like healthy, happy human, healthy, has to do with happy and happy has to do with healthy and both of them have to do with being human. So it's, it's hard to put it into a box. Um, but I think that is exactly kind of, I like the analogy you used earlier about the tree, right? So it's like, if you put a tree into a box, like literally into a box and try to grow, it, it will die. But if you, if you just kind of guide it, it will continue to grow in a different shape. So I think that's the difference. It's like, if you have this, only this one picture of what fitness is and fitness is, the bodybuilder guy in the gym with the six pack. And like, that's the only way that you can be fitness. Then it's like, there's you're set up for failure. But if it's like fail, fitness can take all these different paths and routes, that's how you kind of play the long game. And that's what I'm trying to do with people and with this podcast. And I think that you can do different, it's your body, right? You can, we know, I mean, there's a whole field of, of, <laughs> of academia, of exercise science. Like we know how to manipulate parts of the human body via exercise. Like we know that if you do this type of training, it'll lead to your muscles growing. We know that if you do this type of training, you will increase your mitochondrial density to have a higher aerobic capacity, for example. 
those are things that you can choose to do to yourself um, depending on what you want for your physical body. Just like somebody could study, study computer science, somebody else could study medicine, and that's like you're choosing how to essentially manipulate your brain because learning, you're changing the structure of your brain. And so you can change the structure of your body. You can change the structure of your brain depending on what you're learning and depending on the other things that you're doing. <clears throat> and so, yeah, to me, it really depends on what does somebody want with their body. Yeah. Right? Because for somebody, maybe the whole, you know, the thing that gives them the most, uh, you know, positive thing in their life is playing sports or lifting really heavy. And then, so for them, that leads them to, you know, leads to all sorts of other positive things in their life. Whereas somebody else, they want other pursuits. They want spiritual pursuits. They want intellectual pursuits. They want business or, you know, sort of like success in that sense, pursuits, in which case their goal may be to just train to make sure that their body is not degrading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think that it's my job or anybody's job to tell somebody else what they want for their body unless they ask, hey, how do I you know, do yeah. this or this or this, and then you can help them explore those ideas. Um, which is why it's so important to understand how training leads to different things, right? <clears throat> yeah. And then that gets into the whole like understanding of different training styles to know like what is the desired result and then how do you get that? 100%. It's like, uh, you know, start with the end in mind, right? If you don't know where you're going, you're probably not going to end up there, right? Like we, we don't, none of this stuff happens by accident, right? So that's why goal setting and, and understanding what is, what is the, what are we, what are we trying to do here um, is so important. And I think you're right. There is no right or wrong way. And it is not for us or anyone to tell anyone else how to live their life but I do think that things that like you do with your, you know, your education platform and stuff like that is the way it's just kind of showing people like, listen, I can't, I'm not, I don't, I can't, and I don't want to make you do something, but if you do want to do this, here's the education that you need to do it because you need to have yeah. education. <clears throat> and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about the internet is that each one of us can construct a part of it to help people find answers that they're looking for. Right. Um, which is how I think about Movement Fix, for sure. I'm trying to create a part of the internet that helps people understand how to take care of their body and keep it healthy. Because um, I think that's something that should just be available for everybody to learn how to do that. And um, if people need more you know, one-on-one -on -one type health stuff and coaching, I think that through this pandemic that we're in, it's shown us how powerful the internet can be to help people and how it's the exchange of ideas and accountability and clarity of thinking that really allows people to do a lot of stuff over the internet that I think before everybody had assumed couldn't be done. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it's a great time to, you know, yeah. get healthy right now and, and reprioritize and analyze what you want and so, so do some soul searching. I definitely agree. I think that all of this, if there's any silver lining that came from all of this craziness this year in 2020 is that it's kind of democratized healthcare in a way, you know, it's forced people out of the box of like, there's only one way to do it. And again, what you've done, I, I don't say this, like I followed your stuff from before I've reached, I reached out to you maybe like a year ago. I feel like when I, I did your certification online, but I mean, I have between you and John Russin, 
I've read the most article, you know, like that was before I was a trainer before that's how I learned all this stuff. You know, like I, there was so much free information out there and I just for years just devoured all this stuff. And it was like, that, that was just to make me better at me. I had hurt myself and I needed to, to fix it. So it's like, I was, and this was, I was like 27 or something. I didn't have health mm-hmm. insurance. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to figure out how to fix my sciatica. And I just went on the internet and I, you know, it, it wasn't easy. Like you said, it was simple as not easy, but the information is out there and it, it gave me another route. Whereas if that had happened 20 years prior, I wouldn't have had that option. I would, it would have been, you know, like that wouldn't have been a thing that I could have done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the availability of information, I think is both a blessing and a curse in many ways, right? Like it's a blessing in the sense that, I mean, the internet is basically everybody's brains connected together, right? And like, you can kind of like access different people's brains essentially by what they've put onto the internet. Um, and that was, I mean, never possible anything even close to that in the history of humanity, which is crazy to think. Like, imagine if you had this network of brains that never were connected, and then in 20 years, 8 billion or however many people, like, suddenly those are connected, and they can all bounce and exchange ideas. You're going to have refine, incredible refinement of ideas and the availability to learn while simultaneously having tons of problems like, uh, you know, information overload, mm-hmm. people, the ways that people will manipulate that sort of connection um, and things like that. But it's a great opportunity to, for everybody in the world to continually improve themselves. And if everybody did that, then the whole world would be better, mm-hmm. you know, or at least human. I shouldn't say the whole world because there's a lot of stuff in the world that's not humans. I mean, yeah. human, the yeah. human organism collectively would be way better if each individual would focus on improving themselves. And the internet is such a great tool to do that if we use it that way. Um, which is why, you know, or which I think that through this time has become even more apparent because we realize that there, it is, there's so many resources on the internet and there's so many things that we could be doing that we're not doing. When we think about how many people are probably working one-on-one with a coach now via Zoom yeah. than, they, than there were a year ago and how many people that's really helped. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. It, it, it opens up new avenues that uh, never would have been um, you know, possible. So what do you think you know, coming from where you are, you, do you, do you coach clients anymore or or you're only working on like your, uh, your platform and stuff like that? So right now what I primarily do is I do my podcast. I'm writing some specific articles as I sort of construct this part of the internet. Um, I'm I'm running T tool, which is another business. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm starting another business, which is like a, it's like a, it's a beverage business essentially, um, which I'm going to launch uh, next year. And so, and then I, I do, I mentor uh, a, a couple of people who are doing internet based businesses that need guidance on how to do it. Um, and so I, I coach and work with those people. I do what I don't is um, I don't directly train people uh, f- with their workouts at this yeah, point, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is, which is really hard to, it's a really challenge. It's a really challenging thing because it's something I did for so long in person and via the internet. Um, but I just have too many big projects that I'm, <laughs> that I'm working on. I just can't do it anymore. 
but it's uh, awesome because so, honestly that's that's leverage right and like if you if you think about yeah exactly it's a leverage issue like i only have so many hours in the day and i have a lot of ideas and i'm a believer that when you are given an idea for something that uh you should you should do it and yeah. i've so i don't i don't know where ideas come from i don't know if it's like part of our you know a spontaneous neural thing in our brains based on our experiences and cues and things like that or if it's something that comes to us you know sort of depending on your belief system about how the universe works Um, but i do think that when i have an idea that fits certain criteria it's like you know it was given to me to do it yeah and so i have several of those that i'm like i gotta do this yeah and they take they take time and they're and it is a leverage thing right because i think that overall i can help more like um one of the one of the guys that I'm uh, working with, he's been able to now help like thousands and thousands of people on the internet, um, and so in a way, I sort of helped him do that, and so like that yeah. kind of is very gratifying. I don't know; it's a weird thing when you stop like working with people, yeah, um, in what you used to, I, and I think that that blocks people honestly from uh, growing. Yes, because you have to stop doing some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means uh, you have to change sort of like your identity in some sense if your identity is tied to what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, and that is kind of the curse of being an entrepreneur in any sense, right? It always is. It, I mean, it's taking that blind leap of faith where, you know, it's like I have a thing, I'm doing a thing that's working already and it's scary to try this other thing that may or may not work, but I know that that's what the right thing is to do. Like you said, when I have that idea, when I have that feeling and I know that I can help more people possibly, it's something that I have to do as scary as it may be, but that's going against everything in our human nature is, is saying, no, it's saying, it's, it's saying, stay, stay in the cave where it's safe. Don't go out into the darkness where, you know, where the unknown and like, that's the hardest thing to me. Yeah. I think about, I think about um, when those sort of challenges come up with changing I, I just consider that growing pains. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what I mentally use <laughs> to change my perspective. So it's like, Oh, this is hard, but it's growing pains. Yeah. <laughs> and there is no, there is no growth without that. You know, like that's, that's the thing that I think that I try to uh, get across to people is that like, we only grow through struggle, right? It's like, if you're not, if you're not at least pushed a little bit, if you're not a little bit uncomfortable, then you're doing what you can already do, right? It's like if the same thing with, it's like working out is the perfect analogy, right? If I'm lifting a weight that isn't challenging, it's never going to make me grow because I already have the musculature I need to lift that weight. I only, I only get to grow if I push myself farther than I, than I already can. Yeah, and like kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier, for me at least, um, you know, I think of growth the way that I'm Mike, if somebody plays the piano, you know, maybe, maybe their major area of growth is to, you know, create this incredible music. I think of the, the area that I feel compelled to sort of grow through or grow in like my growth line, I guess that I think about is like the, the value created by the activities I do um, in the marketplace. And so in order to grow that, I'm confronted that, hey, the things I've been doing for the last two years uh, isn't the most I can do. And so that requires you to sort of step over onto another ladder or go 
up through a different route type, you know, type of analogy, uh, which is challenging to do. Um, but I think that if you've identified where you feel compelled to grow or able to grow, you kind of don't have a choice or you're going to be miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that misery lies in not actively growing because life grows. And if, it, if you don't, you get frustrated and you get negative because you should be growing and having more expression. And when you don't, it's just, it's negativity. Yeah, I love that. I just uh, I just timestamped this because that's going to be my little quote from from uh, from this episode for sure. I love that so much, and I think it's important to point out. I always like again that you you might be talking about business and entrepreneurship and 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 your online business right now, but again, take out the word business and put in fitness and take out fitness and put in relationships and take out relationships and put in mental health. It's all the same thing, right? If you if you're not growing, you're going to start to like there, there's growth or death in this life. There is no, there is no staying the same. Yeah. And, and essentially kind of what you're describing with, with those different areas are the, I believe in like a Hinduistic view of our existence. We have different bodies. We have a physical body. We have an energy body. We have a emotional body. And it's growing those different bodies and sort of like expressing through those different bodies, right? Like think about intellectually, right? You know that when you sit and focus, it feels, it's a very different thing that you're doing than if you get angry and you have a large emotional response, Mm -hmm. right? Or if you're going at the, or if you're running or if you're lifting heavy, right? We're expressing our abilities as humans in these different things, like the way you intellectually express is very different from what it feels like and what, what the action is of physically expressing or emotionally expressing, like experiencing crazy emotions, whether you do that accidentally or on purpose. And so I think that you can grow in all of those things, like as you said. Mm-hmm. So it's all, the, it's all the same, right? Those are the like different branches of the human tree mm-hmm. and all the branches want to grow. And yeah. they, deserve, they deserve to grow because you have them. Yeah. And because you have them, a tree doesn't realize, right, the way a human does because it doesn't have consciousness the way that we understand it. So it doesn't know that I have, you know, eight branches. It just does it. But we do have consciousness. And so we can choose to do it or not to do it. Like you could choose to lay around and do nothing. Yeah. A tree doesn't do that. It has to. It's like compelled by the laws of nature to do it. Um, but humans, we have a choice. And I think that we don't even realize that we have different branches. <laughs> 100%. And it's like you said, though, in, right in the beginning, we were like, if you focus too much on fitness or something, that, you, that, that can end up being a detriment because it's exactly what you're saying. We have all these different branches and we get caught up in focusing on one, whether that be fitness, whether that be money, whether that be, uh, you know, growing our mind at the expense of our physical body, which I, I think is the, probably the least of the, uh, uh, that, that people do. I, I think there's very few people out there who say they, they learn too much and let their physical body go to crap, but that, that is a possibility. But the point is that if we don't focus on everything and water, we basically you have to water the tree at the roots, right? Rather than watering single branches, right? Like you can't water just the, the physical branch. You can't water just the, just the emotional or the, financial or whatever you have to take the the entire being and life form into account and let everything grow at the same pace Mm, that's interesting 
almost like if you knew that certain parts of the tree grew due to certain like elements in the water or like minerals and then you could make a mix and then grow it so that all the branches grow similarly so that you don't have a you don't have a tree that has such a large branch on one side and then these little branches on the other side it can't grow because it can't be it's not balanced yeah i mean and that's what a healthy life practices, you know, it's, it's finding all of those different things. But again, that's the hard thing, you know, that's, it's much easier to just feed the, the tree Gatorade because you can buy it in the corner store, you know, than to go and find out all the, the minerals and the things that you need to mix to, to make the perfect concoction of what's going to be the healthiest thing for you. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if like, um, <clears throat> imagine if a tree had like a little brain, um, like just, kind of like on the ground over to the side, right? And, and uh, if you poured Gatorade into the roots of the tree, it would like stimulate pleasure centers in that tree part of the, the brain part of the tree. Um, and, then it, and then when it doesn't, it can't get it, right? It can't get that good feeling. Yeah. But um, if you just poured water and these minerals, which don't taste as good, essentially um, that leads to the growth and the growth is what stimulates the good feelings in the brain. Uh, we do that, right? Because we eat foods that stimulate our brains in a certain way. We look at certain things on the internet that give us short-term gratification and stuff like that because we're looking for that pleasure, but that pleasure and the good feelings come from the growth and it's just not so obvious. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. What is the fertilizer, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. It is exactly the truth. That's, I mean, it, to me, that is everything. What you just said is delayed gratification versus instant gratification. And that, that, you know, that, that is the, the person who can win that game, I think can win at life. It's, can I do the uncomfortable thing now for that future benefit, whether it be in my fitness, my business, my relationships, my whatever my, my mind, right? Can I, you know, can I read a book right now, even though I know that I might not get anything from it, but down the road, that knowledge might help me. Or that it's even a little bit uncomfortable in the short term too. <clears throat> and so it, the question would be, why do people not do that then? Mm -hmm. Well, either number one, you don't understand that the short term gratification that comes from these things is just like a hack to stimulate your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and versus the longer term things are what lead to the growth, which leads to a more sort of organic and real, mm -hmm. uh, enjoyment and fulfillment and things like that. Uh, or you don't believe that the things that you're doing for the long term gain are actually going to work. And so you have doubt instead of having, um, you have doubt instead of having, trust yes 100 percent. well and so you have to trust that what you're doing will yield benefits uh through this mechanism in the future and realize that um it's better for you yes. and that that better for you-ness and that authentic growth uh, makes it worth it to avoid the short-term pleasure and suffer some of the short-term discomforts that come with doing it 
Yes. I love that. 100%. I'm going to, I'm always bringing back to fitness analogies, not because I think this Mm -hmm. is about fitness, just because it's such an easy thing. That's exactly exercises, right? Can I do a workout right now that's painful? And even though in the first week I don't get any results, can I trust that doing this thing for the next six months will bear the fruit of the the result that I want and understand that the the short-term pain, even though my brain right now is telling me, no, stop, stop, stop. I have to kind of push past that with the understanding that it's like there's a there's something bigger on the other side of that. Yeah, definitely. And I and I also think that it's not just about the short-term pain of the workout. It's also that you could have just been laying around playing video games. So it's like being separated from the thing that makes you feel good is somewhat painful in and of itself as well. Yeah. Plus the exertion that you have to put into the workout and especially when you're starting, right? Because it's always harder, right? When you're starting for everything, every, every habit or act or behavior that you're trying to do to fertilize yourself in a full tree branch <laughs> bearing way. Uh, you know, that's, um, it's uncomfortable at first and it's challenging until you start getting some feedback, but it's a delayed feedback loop instead of such a direct short-term feedback loop of like eating candy. And I feel good. Yep. hundred percent. And I think, I think that that exactly is the, the, the spot on truth. And also that people don't realize that, that, that the struggle and the, that, that delayed gratification is what, what makes it so worth it. Meaning like people would be like, just give me the answer, right? Just give me the six pack, just give me the abs. If you could, you know, if there was a pill that, that gave it to me, but without realizing that if you got it like that, it wouldn't be worth having. Because you wouldn't be the person who deserves it. Exactly. And that's why people win the lottery and they're, they're miserable, right? Because they didn't become the person that would get that kind of money. And in order to get that kind of money, you have to have, you have to be doing things in a pretty particular way. You have to be very organized and you have to be risk-taking, which means you need to have courage and you need to have trust. There's a lot of characteristics that need to be developed to achieve those things. And so when you're just given that, what happens? People, they lose, they spend it all and then they're miserable and broke. And a lot of them like kill themselves. It's because they didn't, they got something that they didn't become the person who can handle. So imagine your tree, suddenly you get these massive branches, but you didn't have the trunk. You didn't have the root system to support it, which is why, you know, if you're going to have a body that does certain things, if you just got that, it would go away anyways, because you're not doing the things that would lead to it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So like if you had, you know, if you had the six pack of the body that you want, um, it'll go away unless you were doing the things that would get you it in the first place. So it's better to just figure out how that is and then do that and then get it, get it that way. Cause that's the only way it'll be able to sustain and continue to flourish. Yes. And, and also I love that you said, you know, the person who wins the lottery is not the person who is rich, right? Because a, a rich person lives in a certain way. So it's like by becoming that person, by becoming like by adopting the habits of the rich person and that allows you to actually make the money to be the rich person. That also is what leads you there, right? That's what makes the trunk big enough to support the tree, the, the, the branches, right? In the same way that living a fit life that gets me the result makes me a fit person in the process. So it's, it's yeah. both parts of the equation. Yeah. And it's like, 
Yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, right. Because, <clears throat> and I, I think there's also like the, there's a certain characteristic or a certain authenticity feeling inside of yourself that you get when you know that you did what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. And that is really important for self-esteem. Yes. Because you won't feel good about yourself unless you know you're doing the things that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing the things that you know you should be doing, you're going to feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that you should be eating healthy and working out and you're not, you feel bad about yourself. But the, the answer is just to do the things that you know you should be doing and then you'll feel great. I love that. Awesome. So it's like, love that word. I love that. It, yeah, exactly. And like, so anyways, part of that improved sense of being with improved self-esteem comes from doing the things that get you the result. It's quite amazing how the human organism works that way. Yes. And it's funny. I, I say this all the time. It's like the best thing that you can do if you for like motivation or self-esteem or feeling good is, is, is make a promise to yourself and keep it right. Be the type of person who does the thing that they say they do. And it's funny because that then becomes a real physical thing too. It's like those feedback loops in our brain are, are real. When I say that I'm going to do a goal of whatever it is, drinking you know water today, and then I tick that thing off my off my goal the checklist, it releases the happy hormones. And now I'm, I, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy and a feedback loop that, that is now completed. And now, even though it's something that, that was just mental before, now it's also actually physical. Exactly. And when you start seeing your body and your brain and your mind as assets that you have, and that those assets can be manipulated intentionally by you. I mean, that's when you can really change things. 100%. But I think that this comes right back to the very first point you made in the beginning, which was that it's simple, but it is not easy. And with that understanding, you can change things. You are in complete control. We all are. But that's the hard work, you know, doing the thing, you know, like knowing it and then doing it are two very different things. I think that, I think that um, people are generally trained to be reactive mm-hmm. instead of proactive. Mm-hmm. Like a cup, I recently was kind of digging into my own psyche a little bit. And I realized that when I was younger and I was playing sports, how many times my coaches said defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Defense wins champion. What is defense? It's being a hundred percent reactive to what's happening. And so we train ourselves to think that we win by being reactive that may way, that may work in a football or basketball game to stop the other team from scoring but i think that what we don't realize happens is that we think defense wins championships so i'm going to it doesn't it's different than like i'm going to go out there and dunk the basketball that's mm-hmm. a different mentality and so i think that implicitly we get sort of ingrained with being reactive like in school when you're in school you're not proactive. 
you're told when to show up. You're, t- you're told which classes to take. You're told what you're going to read. You're told when the test is. You're told when do you get time off. You don't choose anything. You choose to go to the school, whether you, know, you consciously made that choice or you got pushed there without even realizing that <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> so then you know, after school, I think that you lose that structure. And then you're still reactive, but there's nothing to react to except for making sure that you don't run out of money and that you don't get sick. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is everybody lives their life reactive and then people, uh, you know, they live in debt and they're, you know, they're not physically healthy and they're not mentally healthy. And it, and it's like, is that just because we're not being proactive? And I think probably a lot of it is yes, because we don't realize that we have the ability to be proactive and that, any human being who does certain actions will get the same results as anybody else who takes those identical actions. Yes. But if you, you, you have to believe that doing those actions will create that change. I love that. Being proactive is, is so important. It's, it's taking an active role in your life, right? It's like it's a, being reactive is literally letting life happen to you. Whereas being proactive is you taking control of your life, which we all should be in control of our own lives. One is, one is trying not to lose and the other is trying to win. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. Are you trying to win or are you trying not to lose? Are you trying to be healthy or are you trying to not be fat? Are you trying to gain wealth or are you trying to not be broke? That is perfect. And honestly, I think that is a perfect place to start to draw this to a close. That, that was awesome. I, listen, I love this, this talk. You know, I, we, I could talk about this stuff for hours. But one thing I want to ask is, I mean, this was a really – interesting conversation and uh you know wide ranging topics i'm definitely whoever's listening needs to go and re-listen to a lot of these things because you dropped a lot of gems in there but if you could have one piece of actionable advice that someone could take right after this podcast to go and lead a healthier happier life what would that be to leave with the listener write something down that's really easy to do that you wouldn't normally do and do it and every day do one little thing that you, you wouldn't normally do for like a week. Write down one little thing that you would never do. It's like easy. Like for example, it could be like, I'm going to organize my folders on my computer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to organize my, my notes. I'm going to go for a walk twice in a day. You have so much more control and ability to do things than you do. We just get so stuck in our habits and we don't realize that we can manipulate so much of our own lives because you can, it's your choice. Yeah. But you need to build. It's like when I was in, when I was in high school, I did high jump and you got to set the bar low at first. You get, get some good jumps in, you know, like get some jumps in, get over the bar, then raise it a little bit, jump over the bar. And I think the problem that I've made and I think a lot of people make is but I, I always set the bar way too high and it's just miss, 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 miss. Cause I always try to set my goals so big and I actually realize that I need to set, you need to build, build yourself up a little bit yes. because if, if your self-esteem is tied to your ability to do what you said you're going to do or you're, or doing the things that you know you should do or taking action and actually like completing those things, Make it, make it easy for yourself to start. Yep. Make it easy so you can win, 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 win. And then you can set, and then you elevate the bar. So 
That, that is, would be my suggestion. I think that's awesome. I think that's super, super smart and super actionable for anyone. And that will get you exactly what you said. That's playing to win. That's not playing to lose. That's not playing not to lose. That is uh, playing to win. Um, well, this was awesome, man. I am so thankful that you came on because this was an awesome conversation and way better than anything I had expected because we talked about a lot of stuff that I think is really going to help people. And if this is the first time you're thinking about stuff like this, like this is how I'm thinking all the time. This is the books I'm reading. This is the type of stuff that I love to think and talk about. And this is why I didn't make this a fitness podcast. This is why it's the healthy, happy human podcast, because this is the type of stuff that I think people really need to be thinking about. It all relates to fitness in some weird way, but that's not the point of all of this. Um, so I just want to say thank you. And I just, you know, I know that people are going to want to dig more into your stuff after hearing this. So where can they find you? And, you know, what, what do you have going on? Uh, yeah, I made a um, ryandebell.com. So sort of my central location. There's like literally, it's like literally the most bare website right now that you'll ever see. Cause I just put like literally the minimum things I needed to put on there. So I can have one place to suggest people go. So that's the place. All right. Awesome. I mean, listen, maybe someone catches a replay of this podcast in 2026 and that, that's, that website is like the new Google. So who knows, you know, I think that's what it'll be. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, man. I really do appreciate your time. I appreciated this talk. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm going to listen to this again in a second because I think that there was a lot of stuff that you said in this that, that really is going to help a lot of people. So thank you very much. Well, Paul, thank you. And thanks for inviting me on. And thanks for doing all the work to get the show up for people to listen to. It's, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and yep. both in time and effort and energy. So thank you for okay. doing that. All right. Thank you, man. Have a good day. And boom, I hope you guys really loved that podcast. I recorded that several months ago with Dr. Ryan, uh, probably back in like November-ish. And re-listening to it to get it ready to launch, I was like, whoa, I remember why I love this guy and why I had him on the podcast, especially those last like 20 minutes. He was just dropping straight mindset and knowledge bomb. So feel free to rewind, re-listen, take some notes. As always, the best way that you can support me and help me is to share this with a friend. The way I grow this podcast is by you telling people, hey, I listened to this thing and it was great and it was awesome and Paul is cool and he is a handsome human being and he probably smells good even though I only listen to his voice and whatever else you're probably thinking right now, I appreciate. Screenshot, share, upload it on Instagram, tag me at Paul Levitin, tag Ryan at The Movement Fix. And also, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to. If it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, leave me a five-star rating and review because you're awesome and I'm awesome. And the more awesome we can be together, the more we can help, the more we can grow, the more we can be awesome, healthy, happy humans. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Tune in next week to another episode of the Healthy Happy Human Podcast. Have a great day.